Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. everyone what's going on and welcome to the podcast 15 to life the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison i'm your host tito and let's jump on into it so today we're gonna do some crossover work right i'm gonna talk about some things that i really learned while i was inside in prison and definitely how these things translate into the regular world and more importantly into the business world so a lot of times what i get asked about um especially on a professional level for those of you who just started listening or don't know uh, i'm at the executive level now uh in the nonprofit industry but um it took it took some time to get there but people discount um ex-felons right uh people with a criminal record uh people look at the things that you are um how can i put this uh things that you've uh gotten in trouble for right and when i say that let let me uh break it down a little bit right so when someone's getting a promotion right especially when you're talking like executive level or 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 leadership level positions a lot of times you get that email blast and and for those of you in the the corporate world right You'll see an email blast and it'll say, you know, Tito Guerrero uh, has been with the agency, you know, 15 years, uh, has a degree in this and a degree in that, and it has 27 certificates and has completed three leadership programs and has successfully completed the succession planning, individual development plan and blah, blah, all these things, right? You hear about all these things that that individual has accomplished, you know, uh, some of them on the personal before they may have came and worked for the agency, and then some during, and some might be interdepartmental or interagency items, right? Well, it's the same thing for individuals like myself and many others that have a criminal background. And this goes to some of you everydayers out here who have never done any time in jail at all, but you might have a bad driving record. You might have bad credit right? You might have a DUI on your record. I do too, you know, but you might have a DUI on your record and that DUI could keep you from one, getting a job, two, getting a company vehicle, or three, getting into certain positions because of that infraction on your record. And I think it's absolute lunacy because here's a reality. The very people that are dictating that you can't do something because of that DUI have more than likely, and I say more than likely, I know some of you, your, your hair is standing up on the back of your neck, but a lot of people at some point in time in their life, if you drink or if you've ever, you know, had alcohol, you've probably driven where your blood level was over the limit. What's the difference between you and the person with a DUI? Oh, I'm not that stupid. No, you are that stupid. You didn't get caught, Right. You probably shoplifted in the past or you got extra money and you knew it and you walked off. You stole. You know what I mean? So it's like 
many of us will cast a shadow nowadays you know the youngsters say you know you're, you're throwing shade on me right but you you throw shade on people for their past only because you never got caught right or sometimes like an individual like myself who has been in trouble i look at people and traits and and characteristics and stuff and i see some of that negativity that i've been around deeply right and yeah i'll watch them a little harder i don't necessarily pass judgment but it doesn't mean i don't watch (laughs) so here's the flip side i got two degrees my credit is stellar i got like a eight 3825 something like that I, I haven't checked it it goes up and down by 10 or 15 points every month but it's always above 815 so i got good credit right um i have zero debt like i have no debt on credit cards i own everything i have so i have zero debt like zero right and i have money in the bank so you know but i have a dui it's about to be 10 years but that'll fall off my record in a minute and then the only thing i got is my beautiful felony right That'll never go away. Never. But that'll hold it back, right? Most places wouldn't have afforded me the opportunity to be an executive because of that. No matter what I've done since I've been out. Not to mention, how do you get the opportunity to do something, right? So, what I want to talk about today, because I just ran my mouth for five minutes without even calling out the title of this one, which is really, what what are the, the hidden costs, right? So in prison, you learn about this stuff too, right? How? It's a lot of the same crap you see in movies and TV, right? So the first thing is someone tries to give you something for free. Hey, brother. Hey, man. You need some soups? You know what I mean? Oh, man, those are raggedy clothes, man. I got some good clothes for you. You get visits? Yeah, you need some good clothes. And as soon as you accept that stuff, right? And here's, here's the bad thing. Y'all, if you've been listening to these podcasts, you, you've heard me talk about the different racial groups. I was in a group uh, <clears throat> called The Others. So saw Asian Pacific Islander, um, Latins that aren't Mexican or in, a, or in a Latin gang. You know what I mean? We had all kinds of different gang members in our group, Bloods, Crips, and everything else. We all lived together because we were the minorities in prison. So we banded together as this ragtag group of people from all over the world that didn't lump into the white, black, and Mexican categories, right? Needless to say, um, even people in my group, like you don't just accept shit, right? Because there's a hidden cost to that. Someone gives you some soups today and you're like, hey man, good looking out. Oh yeah, man, I got you. Man, this is how we do it up in here. And it sounds good, right? This is how we do it up in here. Yeah, he's just looking out. We're in the same group. This is just what we do. We look out for one another, right? Hey, prison ain't so bad. It's all good, homie. And then, you know, your mama, your wife, you know, your brother, your sister, whatever, sends you some money. You go to store. You might only go to store for like 40 bucks, so you get a couple cases of soups and, you know, some other little snacks and hygiene. Here comes that same quote-unquote homie to remind you of what those unexpected costs are, right? So now they want to tax you. Hey, man, remember them soups? Let me get a case, man. 
And you're like, man, you, you, you gave me like five soups. Oh, yeah, but, you know, that was out of the, the pool. And we got to replenish the pool for the next guy. Don't you want to help out the next guy? But the reality is that fool just sits there and eats them all day. And when he sees someone coming in that it's a kind of investment, right? You give that person something, right? And you're taking a chance because maybe they ain't got nothing. They might be able to help you later if they get a job in the kitchen to bring you food or whatever. But you're going to get something back, right? So it's the, the hidden costs, right? Those unassumed costs. So same with that clothing, man. That guy might be like, man, wherever you get a job, I need a regular whatever from that job. Once again, it might be the kitchen. Maybe you work in the laundry. Now that fool wants good clothes because he's going to look out for other people. The reality, he's just looking out enough to look out for himself, right? But you don't necessarily see that, right? What's some other stuff? <clears throat> I've seen people that owe money on the same lines. So then the someone else comes up to him and says, Oh, man, you, man, you should have known better. I wish you had talked to me, whatever it may be. So then they go, Man, I can take care of that for you, man. Don't worry. And maybe they're the bigger dog on the yard or whatever. So they go talk to that individual. Hey, squash that. They might even pay your debt, whatever it may be. But now they're looking at you like you need to do something. As far as and including, you know, sexual favors and all that other crap, right? Like, don't get me wrong. It doesn't happen as much as they try to make it seem like on TV and stuff. But that's not to say it doesn't happen, right? And some people get mixed up with the wrong people and it's all bad, man. So there's a lot of hidden costs and things. Even a cop, right? One of them COs up in there. You might you might need some stupid, like, toilet paper. And I know some of my ex-convict brothers are probably going to be like, dude, it ain't that serious. But here's the thing, man. People will really ask someone. I'm using toilet paper as an example, but it might be cleaning supplies. It might be a bed move. We'll use a bed move because that's a more realistic thing. You know, they don't move people around. And usually you got to get the inmate housing clerk to hook you up and they got so many moves they can do without getting you know scrutinized and they usually charge for the moves unless you a homie and all that junk but needless to say they might hook you up with a move and then later on something's going on and they know you know people in that mix and they trying to get you to tell and then reminding you about the move they did for you maybe even threatening to move you somewhere else where you don't want to be right so there's all these unexpected hidden costs for things right and and you got to learn that just like uh, i'll give you another example man there was a time when uh doing some lightweight gambling i'm not a big gambler but you know i do things like play the football squares and stuff like that and there was a situation there's i did a podcast on this i forget what it was called but <clears throat> where this this dude took two packs of cigarettes they were like generic cigarettes they weren't like the marlboros or whatever right but he took them at the value of a regular pack of cigarettes. And then when I won, he tried to tell me I didn't pay all because I gave him those cigarettes. And I was like, dude, you accepted them. You never told me that I owed another dollar or anything like that. I was like, just give me my cigarettes back. Oh, no, you didn't pay enough. So he was about to get his ass whooped by some of my homies because he was running a faulty business, right? And I'm talking about it was down to the line where they were about to jump him right then and there in front of me for doing me wrong. Because I was a lifer and the two guys that were going to jump them weren't lifers. So they were going to do the fight for me, right? And I told them not to at the last minute. But that's because I 
I like to say I had the right state of mind at that time, even though I was still kind of a knucklehead, to know that it was a black dude. I got two Islanders, basically kids. They were mid-20s, two huge-ass freaking Samoan, one Samoan, one Tongan dude. (laughs) And both of them just, you know, loved to fight, right? So they were about to jump them, and... I was just like, nah, it's good. Because I saw that as he's an older black dude. They're going to beat the shit out of him. I'm going to get my little money back. They're going to take all the rest of his shit anyway. And then we might have a whole race war against us and the blacks over a freaking, you know, $2.50 pack of cigarettes. So I decided not to because I was looking at what the real cost of that pack of cigarettes was going to be. Right. Not just for me, but for the homies. Right. So it's always looking at, you know, whether you're right or wrong. Like in that instance, um, to this day, I'll say I was right because he accepted those as payment at the time. If he didn't think those were were adequate for payment, and the reality was he just wanted to keep the winnings, right? <laughs> but Or didn't want to pay them out. But either which way, he could have dealt with that well before the game got played, right? But he didn't. So anyway... Um, whatever ass whooping and getting his shit took, that would have been on him. That was the, the hidden cost of him making that decision. So he got saved on that day. And later on, he tried to give me some stuff. And I was like, nah, go to hell, right? Don't ever come to me or my people for anything. And the messed up thing was he really needed us because <laughs> he sold TV guys and stuff. And I was the one that made copies for him. So he never got that shit again. But anyway, now how does this relate into the real world? Well, same thing, right? So, like, as I worked my way up the ranks, you know, and I got in the corporate office and everything, like, I I was doing things that I shouldn't have been doing in the sense that, like, it wasn't my place. I, I couldn't afford it. For example, a lot of the people that were, like, director levels and stuff, when I had this very low-level position, they'd go to Starbucks every day. I was making nine bucks an hour, nine bucks an hour. And listen up, people, anyone listening right now, making in between nine and 13 bucks an hour. If you're buying Starbucks every day, you got it fucked up. Like, stop. You're wasting your damn money. You better get a coffee maker and get some good creamer and sugar and make your own damn crap. Save that freaking money. And don't get me wrong. There's tons of podcasts and videos and even Gary V be talking about it. Where, you know, saving that 3 $4, that ain't going to make you a millionaire. I agree, it isn't. But that's that 3 or $4 a day that you save, you could put into something like, you want to start a podcast, go buy you a laptop, a microphone, and some stuff, and get cracking at it. Not to mention, you could do this crap on your cell phone. It comes out sounding damn near the same. <laughs> I got mixers and all that stuff, and I ain't going to lie. It ain't a whole lot of difference unless you're going to get a sound room and really do it upright. But anyway... So <clears throat> I was doing that. I was spending money that I didn't really have because I wanted to be in those conversations, right? So the the hidden cost for the people that I was blowing my paycheck on getting Starbucks was that they were giving me game on the chess game in the corporate office, right? And my not-so-hidden cost was the fact that I couldn't afford to be doing it, but I did it anyway. Um, then there was things that I didn't see, right? That some of these people that 
um, seemed cool to me at first because I didn't know anyone from anyone turned out to be some pretty freaking negative asshole people, right? And as much as they gave me enough information to navigate my way to where I needed to be and, and to get around the people I did need to be around, um, the the hidden cost that I had to pay was they put me through some, some real shit, like um, drug my name through the dirt and everything because I started seeing that they were doing immoral and unethical things uh even breaking rules and policies and i was calling them out and they took it as a form of deceit like i i was against them and you know like i used them and i i guess to an extent i could see that because i hung out with them a lot to to learn but when i found out what they were really about i had to distance myself because it went against what i believe in right I'm a big believer in karma, y'all. If if you haven't got that out of these podcasts, I 100% believe what you put out will come back. And that's why I do so much and I do try to help so many people because I don't think I can ever repay my debt. You know, I can't repay a life. So what I have to do is try to help as many lives as I can now to try to make it as good as I can before I leave this earth. So anyway, back to this. Um, there's hidden costs and everything. So as I was coming up the ranks, I learned that, you know, having different affiliations, sharing information with people, there was always hidden costs and risks. It's kind of like when you become very transparent, which I, I, I like to say I lead by transparency, right? But you get transparent to a point where people will use your transparency, use your openness, use your bluntness against you when they're being held accountable. You know, well, Tito, he said this and he called so-and-so a bitch. Well, I did that in confidence between us. And yeah, I did it. And yes, you're absolutely right. I should have never said that or used that term or whatever. But you didn't say anything when I said it. You waited six months, a year to say it, right? Because you have issues now. So me being transparent and being vocal and saying those kind of things, there is a hidden cost to that, that one day someone might bring that back up and then I have to deal with it. Um moving on so as my scope of work in different areas expanded um i found other hitting costs and um it's funny because I, I talked about gary v a second ago i was watching one of his videos and if you guys don't listen to watch read books by gary v definitely recommend it gary v's awesome he shares so many things for free uh vayner media huge group gary v hope you get the jets one day but um he wants to buy them anyway. Uh, but Gary Vee puts out a ton of content for free, does does a bunch of stuff in social media all for free. And then, of course, he has his paid for speaking engagements and he does marketing for a bunch of very big ticket clients, not to mention celebrities and everything else. But Gary Vee talked about this the other day. I'm going to totally uh, use one of his examples, which was. He said, you know, you got you got companies that someone will be doing their job, rocking and rolling. They're doing everything. Um, and then they'll come and say, hey, I want a three thousand dollar raise. And someone will say, well, you know, I don't I'm not willing to give out a three thousand dollar raise right now. I just need you to buckle down and, you know, we'll see about it next year. Then that individual leaves. Right. That individual leaves, goes and does whatever, maybe comes back, maybe doesn't either which way the three thousand dollars you didn't pay today right 
ends up costing you at least $6,000 because now you have a gap of that person not being there, a gap of someone who knows what they're doing and used to everyone else around and the culture and everything else. So even if they weren't great, they're at least, they, they get it, right? So most of the time we say, when you cycle through someone, there's a cost of about four grand. And that's going through the orientation, the recruiting process, all that. Like if you itemize all that stuff, it boils down to about 4K, depending on the company, it could be a lot more or a little bit less, right? But you're looking at somewhere around $6,000 because you have a void now. And then even when you get someone, they're not going to be at the level of that person that left that you could have saved just by giving up three grand, which if you do the math, over the course of a year is only like a dollar and some change an hour, right? Like it is not a ton of money, you know? Um, and that's a dollar and change an hour for a 40 hour week. I mean, you, you divide that by 12 and it's, it's nothing, right? So you're going to throw away at least 6,000 and not even have the efficiencies and the experience to save three. You see what I mean? So there's there's those kind of hidden costs where it's like as much as you want to do something now, you got to really be able to weigh in and look at, does that even make sense, right? And it's, it's kind of like, why would you um, hire someone and then not allow them to do the things you need them to do? Those have hidden costs too. You go through the process, you do all the stuff, and then don't allow them to to get what they need to get done, right? Um, same in a relationship, right? Um, a lot of us will stay in a bad relationship, right? Because we don't want to be alone, or because we've been together so long, or because, you know, we have kids together, or because, you know... Um, if I'm not with her or him, you know, I'll have to move out and get another place. Like we come up with all these things, but then we don't look at the hidden cost of it, which is how is my mental well-being? How's my spiritual well-being? You know, am I getting older? Am I getting fatter? Am I getting, you know, am I stressed out? Am I, am I constantly sick? You know, like what are the real hidden costs behind the decisions we're making? So whether it be in prison, whether it be out here, whether it be in your personal, whether it be in your professional life, I beg you, look at the hidden costs of the choices that you make. And not just the immediate what happens right after you make the choice, but the long-term hidden costs. Because if you start looking at those, you'll have better decisions and you'll, you'll be able to live with those decisions in the long term better whether it be in your personal professional or whatever part of your life so anyway this is tito 15 to life don't forget to check them hidden costs be good to yourself be good to others love yourself so that you can love others and make this world a better place one choice one decision one breath one heart at a time love y'all be safe <laughs>